You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. One more day removed from the Texas disaster, ready to see an improved Alabama team this weekend against Mississippi State. True. Um, Let me tell everybody first, I want to thank you for making Locked on Bama the first place you go to when it comes to Alabama podcasts. We appreciate you guys a ton. Please do rate us on the various platforms, Apple, Google, whatever the hell else there are. I don't, I'm not very familiar with them. I just know we're on them. Uh, so, Jimmy, one thing I want to talk about today, we want to talk about following the future. Bama Online does a great feature on that um, every week. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Bama in the NFL kind of quickly because it's, otherwise it'd take up three podcasts to do all of Bama in the NFL. But for right now, you want, one thing that I'm seeing a lot on message boards, on Twitter, et cetera, is everybody saying, okay, this A&M loss is good for us. They've awoken the giant. Here we go. Now, look, I get it. History has proven that Alabama and really several schools can lose a game and then turn around and win the national championship. This team could certainly do that. But I started thinking back to the teams that did have a loss and won a national championship for Alabama. And you think about 2011. Um, that team – had a defense full of alphas. They, I think they all ended up in the NFL. I think all the offense may have ended up in the NFL too. It, it was full of alphas as well. Um, but the defense in particular was chock full of certified badasses. Then you go through to 2015 and Alabama had the one loss to Ole Miss early. Uh, it was a, an outlier, five turnovers, um, just bizarre stuff. Well, I mean, balls bouncing off people's helmets into other people's hands for touchdowns for Ole Miss, et cetera. But that team had a little somebody called Derrick Henry, who is arguably – he's got to be in the top three SEC running backs of all time, and um, he might be the best player in the NFL right now. He carried that team on his rather large back. And um, – I think he was he was the catalyst to get that thing turned around, certainly in alpha. Then in 2017, um, we sort of meandered about through the season towards the end, uh, get to Auburn, and I think it was all pretty obvious to us when the Auburn game came around and they beat us by 12 that Jalen Hurts, had, he, he had sort of hit his ceiling, his glass ceiling at Alabama in terms of that particular offense, and it was time to make a change. But then we do the Clemson game. Um, and we beat them defensively. And then, uh, you know, we're still not looking great, though. And we don't really hit our stride until halftime in the Georgia game when we unleash a plethora of freshman alphas. I mean, it wasn't – everybody talks about Tua Tungvaloa. Everybody talks about Devontae Smith making the catch. But Henry Ruggs stepped up big. Um, Jerry Judy had a big catch in that game. Najee Harris was big. I think Leatherwood uh, came in and played really well in that game. I mean, there were freshmen everywhere doing things in that game, and they were all badasses. And that was the key. I don't see any of that right now. And I know um, Will Anderson is is coming out and saying, hey, we got to get our act together. And I, I appreciate him. I appreciate him giving that effort. I appreciate him trying. Um, but, man, i got to see it. 
and maybe it starts this weekend, maybe it does. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not super optimistic like everybody else, like we're back enough to get a running start, you know? You know, it is my theme of the day uh, for my writing on On3 and, and, and for this show and, and just sort of my thoughts in general, and uh, it, it definitely mirrors yours. Uh, we lack dudes. Uh, two, two things. First of all, I'm going to credit the offense. Look, um, we have not replaced the offensive line. Uh, I know that Nick Saban famously said people think we just shit out another player. That's what Nick literally said. Hey, hey people just think we shit out another player. It's not that easy. And, and for throughout the dynasty, we've done an incredible job of doing exactly just that. But let's be honest. The offensive line just isn't what it was last year, and I don't think it's going to be. We didn't replace Leatherwood. We didn't replace Landon Dickerson. We didn't replace Deontay Brown. It's not. It's not the same. It's not going to be the same. We, we do not have the same wide receiver core. When Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, two top ten picks, basically, two top ten picks were out there. We, we do have two good ones in Jamison Williams and Mechie, but they're not Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs. And how good was Mechie in, in, a, in a Robin role instead of being Batman? Um, it, it's just a different thing altogether. Frankly, we haven't replaced Najee Harris. Now, I know Brian's good, and he's been good, and frankly, he's been a real hero of this team and is going to continue to be, but I'll bet you right now he's not going to be drafted in the first round like Najee because he's not Najee. That's not who he is. The only position Alabama is as good or really good uh, based on last year's, they, they're improved at tight end. We have one of the best tight end situations in the country, particularly as pass catchers, and a quarterback where inexplicably we lost the 15th pick in the draft and have replaced him with a kid who's never played who's doing an outstanding job compared to every other quarterback around the country. But we took steps back at offensive line, steps back at wide receiver, steps back at the running back situation, yet – and a credit to Bill O'Brien, who's getting slammed this week, but in a credit to him and the offensive coaches and the offensive players, and in particular Bryce, uh, we're still very productive. We're still the second best offense in the SEC. We're second in total offense. We're fourth. Uh, I think I have that wrong. Second in scoring offense, fourth in total offense, and uh, the whole conference. That's really good. Uh, so we're producing on offense. Uh, despite all the losses, and uh, that, that, that's that's great. But you're right, Luke. We lack dudes and freaks. Defensively, it's worse. This defense only lost. Think of who we lost. We lost Christian Barmore, who's a good player, and we lost Pat Sertan, who's a really really good player. Well, the corners are fine. I don't think anybody out there is going. Our defense sucks because of Josh Job and Jalen Armour Davis. I don't think anybody out there thinks cornerback is our problem. So we really only lost Christian Barmore in terms of what hurts to our defense, yet has our defense picked it up? Has our defense carried us? Is our defense elite? Is this defense taking its place alongside other defenses in the dynasty? And the answer to that is no. Now, they're not as bad as, as people. I'm not saying they're bad. They're not. They're actually good. But are they a dynasty defense? Are they a defense that's carrying us? No. 
And here's the reason. I know all of y'all are jumping in right now and you're all screaming at your radios or your phones or your computers, wherever y'all listen to this, and you're screaming at it right now, Pete Golding, Pete Golding. Well, maybe, maybe you're partially correct. But think of this. Luke, you know this team inside and out. You're one of the best people in the world to ask this because not only that, you're a pretty good gambler. If I told you, Luke, go to the betting window in Biloxi right now and bet a substantial sum of money, substantial, on every kid on the defense that will be a first-round pick, who are you betting on other than Will Anderson? Who are you putting your real money on that will be a first-round pick? I bet your answer is Will Anderson, and that's it. There's no question that's what it is. And, and what's scary is at the beginning of the season, I would have told you, hey, I'll lay it down on Toe Toe, Christian Harris, Josh Job. I mean, I would have put a lot of dudes in there. But now, I mean, I'm frankly, I. Or even younger players, even younger yeah. players like Tim Smith. Yeah. Tim Smith, you want to bet a substantial sum of money he's going to be a first round pick? What about even Drew Sanders? Maybe. I would say he might be second behind Will Anderson, but I'm not ready to I'm not ready to put ten thousand dollars on it. You know that that Drew's going to be a first round pick. So the point is, I know we're mad at Pete, but we do not have dudes in the starting lineup, or if we do, they don't play like it. And 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 I agree that Joe might be a first round pick. Yeah, that's on Golden too. Here's my thing on that: that maybe we do have the dudes. And it's time to do like we did in the 2017 championship game where we unleash some of these freshmen. Where's Kool-Aid? I mean, let, let's free Kool-Aid, free Terry on Arnold, free somebody that can go out there. And if they're – look, everybody's like, well, they don't know the defense. Well, frankly, DeMarco Hellams is not tackling and he's not covering well. So if – I would rather have a more athletic guy like um, like a Terry on Arnold like a Kool-Aid McKinstry out there making mistakes and learning. And if he is able to make a big play, he has the ability to make something magical happen. Both of those guys do. So that that's my thing. And I hate to call out anybody in particular, but I mean, that's the only one that came to mind. Um, and I'm not saying Hillams is a bad player. I'm just saying he has not played well. And if, if I don't think there's anybody who could, who could defend that right now, who, who could say that, oh, yeah, Luke, you're way off. I mean, he has not played very well. Um, nobody on the defense has. And so if we're going to get burned, let's get burned with our most talented guys out there. But, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Prize Picks. It's a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-majors you might not even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to stretch downs, even interceptions thrown. All of our users that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive 100% deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both App Store or Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. That is PrizePix, prizepix.com, promo code locked on. All right, Jimmy, um, let's do uh, follow the future here from BOL. I'm not going to go over every single player. But I do want to put out some highlights here. Jeremiah Alexander, uh, Thompson rolls around, <laughs> rolls around. They roll along. Uh, they beat Gaston City 41-7. to He had eight tackles, including one tackle for a loss. The thing about his statistics that are so crazy, 
they're usually beating everybody so badly. He can't be playing the whole game. He just can't be. Right. Emmanuel Henderson. Yeah. Emmanuel Henderson, uh, they beat Houston County 40 to 21. He had 10 carries for 220 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he also threw a 13 yard touchdown pass. Ty Simpson, um, he was 25 of 36 for 410 yards and four touchdowns. Good God. He also had carried the ball six times for 35 yards and two other scores. Goodness gracious. Um, that guy's a dude. You just talk about dudes. Um, Amari Milback, how about this? Uh, his team won 36 to six. He had four catches, 90 yards, and three touchdowns. He also had two punts with a long of 63. <laughs> That's bananas. Uh, Robert Woodyard. All right. This is a, a name that everybody should be familiar with because he's been committed to Alabama, maybe the longest of anybody on the list. And secondly, he is a prime flip candidate to Auburn, apparently. Now, there are going to be some people that say, uh, okay, you know, maybe Alabama doesn't want him anymore. I don't know what the case is. Jimmy, you're down in Mobile. You might have more more insight. I know he's been dealing with some very nagging injuries this year, and he also had a serious knee injury a couple years ago. Maybe that has something to do with something, or maybe he is going to stick to Alabama. I don't know. But um, he has not played in a while, and um, he's waiting for the playoff run, apparently. So uh, you got any thoughts on Robert Woodyard? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he flipped Auburn. That would not shock me before. And there's no reason to get super upset. Uh, not really. I mean, personally, it's up to me. If I'm voting, I, I want him at Alabama myself. Uh, I do. But I'm also quick to point out uh, a couple things. Uh, he's a tough evaluation because he's more of an athlete than a linebacker. Uh, and secondly, uh, the On3 network, which I think, of course, I work for them, so I'm, I'm biased, but at the same time, one of the reasons I work for them is I think they're the best in the business and, and the best company ever created to do this type of work uh, with the system that is being built in place. Uh, the On3 network doesn't have Robert Woodyard in the top 300 prospects in the country. So take that for what it's worth. So in other words, did, would the On3 network consider this a big loss for Alabama? No. Now, other networks have him ranked uh, pretty highly. And, again, I like him. I would want him at Alabama. But I also admit that if we lost Robert Woodyard to Auburn, the kid we would get to replace him is probably a better prospect. So I guess you'd Hmm. say I'm just not losing a lot of sleep over it. But would I like to have him? Jimmy's answer is yes. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar, Built Bar, Built.com. Listen, go there, get these delicious, nutritious built bars. They are fantastic. They got all kind of flavors and they're all covered in chocolate. You got really sweet, you got fruity, you got funky, you got whatever you want. Built.com. Built bars are great for a keto or a keto diet, as Jimmy will tell you. And they're low in sugar, low in carbs. I mean, I had one this morning for breakfast, and I have not been hungry since 7.30 this morning. So, I mean, it's pretty fantastic when you can get away with something like that. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get the discount. Built.com for these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. You will love them. I promise you, you'll buy them once, and then you'll buy them a lot. Built.com for these awesome Built Bars. All right, Jimmy, let's do talk about Bama and the NFL here for just a second. Again, not going to go over everybody. But I do want to uh, run through some highlights or some interesting ones. Uh, first of all, how about Terrell Lewis? I think this is the second week in a row we've talked about him with a sack. He had three tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss, and a QB hit. Hey, Terrell Lewis, man, way to go. We knew you could do it. 
Yeah, he's like uh, been a better player in the NFL than at Alabama yeah. to a degree. But, but you know, he, he had injury problems the whole time. He was a, I wonder how many games did Terrell Lewis play at Alabama completely healthy? Not, not many. No. Um, Najee Harris had his best game, I think. 23 carries, 122 yards, a rushing TD, uh, and two catches for 20 yards. So, I mean, he did have a 14-catch game uh, a few weeks ago, but – I think it's better for him to get those rushing yards like that. Uh, O.J. Howard actually had two catches for 19 yards. We hadn't heard anything out of him for a while, but I'm glad to see him do uh, something for the Tampa Bay Bucks now. Uh, Darren Payne for the Redskins or Washington football team, excuse me. I don't want to be – I don't want to get John Gruden over here. <laughs> Boy, by the way, <laughs> did you read John Gruden's emails? I mean, I didn't read them per se, but I, I saw the highlights. Holy cow. Some of it was worse than I thought. I mean, now I I don't care about your political affiliation. If you don't like the president and, and which he said something about Joe Biden when he was vice president. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, that doesn't bother me so much. What does bother me is when, and I'm just reading this from what was said in the email. So please don't take this from me, but he said something about, um, then the head of the NFL Players Association, I think, uh, Demarcus Smith, or Demarcus Yeah, Demarcus. Demarcus. Okay, so he said he has lips as big as Michelin tires. I was like, "What? You cannot say that. What are you doing? Why would you say that? Why is that a thing? Don't don't do that. You're nuts." Um, and I'm not saying. Look, there are probably some people who think he doesn't deserve to be fired, or whatever. And I'm not trying to go off on a rant. But, you know, I think this was more of an excuse than anything, just like you're about to see with Ed Orgeron. Um, now, all of a sudden, I bet you LSU is going to start taking some of these sexual uh, assault allegations a little bit more seriously and be like, we just can't have him running around. Whereas in 2019, it was, eh, let's put it under the rug. If John Gruden were undefeated right now, I wonder if he'd be fired. I mean, that's just kind of the way things are. But um, I, he did 100% screw up and to put any of that in writing and send it to somebody in cyberspace is about the dumbest thing somebody could do. And uh good Lord, uh, that was pretty awful. And I don't want to judge him forever based on a couple of emails, but man, he's got a lot of explaining to do to get back in the good graces of probably a ton of his friends and family. So um anyway, let's go back. Uh, Darren Payne, three tackles, a sack and a fumble recovery. How about that? Um, Deron Payne, I should good say. Um, good player. I'm, I'm always happy to see him do well. Uh, he, he's one of my favorites at Alabama. What a impactful, hardworking Saban bot. And yep. uh, I'll always remember him for his performance against uh, Clemson in the semifinal. A game, one of the most forgotten games in the dynasty. Because what people don't remember about that game, Luke, is our own fans in droves gave us no chance to win that game. We had lost to Clemson the year before. We were coming off the loss at Auburn. I think we were only favored to win the game because Vegas never puts Alabama as an underdog. But the majority of our own fans believed we would lose that game. And we won, and Durham was a huge part of it. Definitely was. Um, Here's a couple interesting things from the Titans. Number one, Derrick Henry, another 130-yard game with three touchdowns. He's leading the league in rushing touchdowns and rushing by a long shot now. Um, And then meanwhile, Rashawn Evans, one tackle. And I saw something on Twitter from Pro Football Focus maybe that Rashawn Evans is grading out to be a B. 
Um, he, I, I'm shocked he's not playing well, but he's apparently not because uh, I have loved Rashawn Evans and think he's great. Um, Mac Jones had a big game, 23 of 30, 231 yards and a touchdown. And let's see if there's anything else of consequence out here. Um, not a ton. But so one final thing I want to talk about about a future Alabama opponent, Keyshawn Butte for LSU out for the year. Um, I can't imagine outside of Alabama losing Bryce Young, somebody who is more integral to their team's success in the SEC than Butte was. Because without him, I think LSU might be winless. Um, they're not far from yeah. it now. But uh, Yeah, and the I fact was, that they've already lost Stingley. I mean, I, I don't know when Stingley's coming back or if he's coming back. Why would he? Uh, they have a total dumpster fire down there. And it, it, you know what makes me shudder? I mean, I'm not an LSU fan. I'm not an Ed Orgeron fan, to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I, I hear I, – I, I, I shudder that at some point in Alabama's future, and let's hope it's our distant future, that that Alabama has a, a season like this where the wheels come off, every good player gets hurt, the coach is almost certainly going to be fired, and it's just the season is a mess. Gosh. Ugh. I, I don't feel for them. I shudder for, hey, one day that's going to be our turn in the barrel. There's no doubt about it, Jimmy. That's, it always comes around, baby. It's cyclical. Our, our cycles are just fewer and far between. But all right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Until tomorrow, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.